are doomed, the Soccer Arrangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? I'm Robert. I'm the red. Wait a minute. No, I'm McKenna. I'm the White Ranger. Sorry, I, it's been a while. I was lost in the void since the last time I was on, and the void really messes with your head. And you Thank- stole my identity. <laughs> I, I thought I was you. I, I didn't steal it. I I was becoming you, which was scary until one of the friendly mooses. Moose, uh, whatever, nice. guided Moose. me back to the studio here. I, I think you're. I think you're delusional. You probably need water or at least a drink. Um, yes, a drink would be nice. Also, turning into me is a bad thing because <laughs> you, you should not be an old man like me. Okay, that's that's just take a, a drink. Thing. <laughs> also, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the real Red Ranger. And I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. And this week, our guest is our friend Panin. Say hi, Panin. Okay. Hi. Since it's your first time with us, you get to go introduce all of these things to our listeners, the few and far between that they are. I love all two of them. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so was your first cosplay, your first convention, what got you into cosplay, and do you have a preferred cosplay style? And if so, what is it? Oh, wow. That is a ton of questions. <laughs> um, and so you must answer them thing, all in order. Otherwise, you will be forced to go and drink a whole bottle of vodka. Oh, gosh. Well, we did just get vodka. Um, so my first cosplay was Sailor Moon. And that was like way back when I was in junior high school. Um, and my first convention I don't know if it counts, but it was like a local sci-fi fantasy convention. It counts. Still counts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was going to say my first out-of-state one was actually SoccerCon. Um, but we have a small, small local one that was really... Cosplay wasn't a scene there until uh, my friends and I kind of showed up in costume. <laughs> we were like, it's a convention. You're supposed to go in costume. <laughs> Um, what were the and other questions? You ruined it for everyone. <laughs> I, what what I, got you into cosplay? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, I actually got into anime before I got into cosplay, but at the time I was reading, I don't know if you guys remember the Animerica magazine. Oh yes. yeah. And at, I know like forever ago, oh. but uh, in the back, it would always have like featured cosplayers. And I was like, what is cosplay? And then I found the internet and, and yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. That was uh, me with new type USA. <laughs> <laughs> Represent old school publications. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, that, that's really how I got into it. Did I get all the questions? Uh, and do you have a preferred cosplay style? What is it? Um, if you do, like I don't know, what does that mean? What, like, what are you like, known for? I guess would be the other. Do you oh. prefer like armor, like armor based uh, cosplay things that are based around based around, yeah. uh, based around uh, based around a prop or gotcha, um, gotcha. or crossplay? Um, yes. I guess I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of a grab bag, but if I had to pick a style, I would say clamp because I do mm. like, I do co- uh, cross play a lot. 
but I usually do like the really fancy dandy kind of gentleman characters that clamp draws a lot. And then mm-hmm. I also like to do some of the, the female characters that they draw and like big fancy dresses and movie stuff. So yes. clamp is, is a good all around for me. Cool. Cool. Cause mm-hmm. wasn't it just recently that you and uh, Samu were in California with clamp costumes? Yeah, we actually just uh, competed at Anime Los Angeles uh, a couple weeks ago uh, in their cosplay contest as the the Chobits, uh, Chi and Freya. And surprisingly, oh, yeah. I remember those pictures. Yes, Pan yeah. here was Chi, not not Samu. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shocking. <laughs> yes. Wait, so, did we ask? Like, you you always ask the first cosplay. But also ask if it's still around. Oh, yeah. yeah. It still exists. There is no photographic evidence of that costume. Uh, <laughs> what about so physical any parts evidence? of it still exist? The actual oh, no. costume. I am pretty sure I lit it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody who burnt theirs. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be like probably 16, 17 years old at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it took a. It took a trip into the dumpster, maybe in pieces, maybe on fire. <laughs> so what what other characters from Clap did you do? Um, I think the one I'm most known for is Fi from Subasa. Um <gasps> I do love him. Um I've done Lelouch from Code Geass. I've done Princess Euphemia from Code Geass. Um, I've done, uh, a couple of versions of Shauron from Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, gosh, trying to make me remember all of these. <laughs> I've done like four or five different versions of Fi. Uh, Fi was the best character in Subasa. Yeah. He's the cool um, guy. I did, I did Kurogane. I did Sakura. I did, uh... <laughs> Just a bunch. Better question. What characters haven't you done from Clamp? It sounds like you've done most of them. What haven't you done that you still want to do, too? (laughs) Well, I mean, just recently, JoJo's, since we know Clamp used that one in... uh... (laughs) Anyway, they have have some JoJo's doujinshi back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen it, it's beautiful, but... Um, gosh, clamp that I haven't done that I'd like to. Um, I haven't heard any triple exaholic. Uh, you know, I really love the the costumes, but I didn't like have a connection, I guess, to many of the characters. So I like looking at them, but I didn't really feel like making any of them. Ah. Um, I think if I had to pick one I really have wanted to do for a long time, it would be um, Hikaru from Angelic Lair. Mm, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Though I, I really do like their new stuff from Subasa World Chronicle is all really pretty, so. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can hear the crickets chirping in the void. Wait, did we get crickets? We ran out of questions. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's you actually answered everything completely and without stuttering at all. It's like, what the hell? Huzzah. Did we actually find somebody competent to go and be on this podcast? You're Clearly, right. she's too good for this. 
Well, I actually, I used to record audiobooks for college students, so. Hey, I was a recording engineer doing that. Nice. <laughs> and I'm so a recording like engineer that's together. never had a job in recording engineer. <laughs> I wonder if you still have your skills, Cole, because normally you have to keep up with those or else they kind of get rusty. It's not really that difficult. It's... <laughs> Oh. I mean, there is some, it depends on what software you're using. Yeah, exactly. Like, the stuff that, like, McKenna does a lot of the live-based stuff. Like, I'd be out of practice yeah. on that. But yeah. editing is a lot easier than... I more do light sound than live sound, but yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. A, an ear for sound and the technical stuff, that's all still there. So you mean I could do it? Basic a little bit of practice, yeah. As yeah. long as you don't, as long as you... Put things in the right in the right uh, plug. You should be fine. That sounds super easy, actually. I think I could do that. <laughs> You'd be all surprised. All you really need is an ear. That's all you really need. I was actually tested one. What a part of my exam was literally, okay. Here's a setup. Set it up in the proper order without frying everything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then hmm. take it apart in the correct order. Yeah. How to turn off and turn on a. A re uh, audio system without do not anything. Do not turn the power on to the last damn thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> or you will, or you will blow every speaker. Yep. Well, the amps like will blow the speakers, but yeah. Um. Anywho. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Ah. <laughs> uh, 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 yes. So okay. Do we have no con news that I know of? Um, no, nothing. This has been a really light year for con news. Although, no, I, what I saw today. Okay, so as we're recording this, it's KatsuCon over mm -hmm. in oh. Eastern US. Oh. Yes. And already there are KatsuCon horror stories about because every year we hear the damage that KatsuCon attendees have done to the hotel, oh, right? Oh, already, I have seen pictures of people spray painting and oh, no. what have you inside the I, hotel. It's like I, I'm waiting to see on how much of this is real and how much of this is staged because I saw one oh, yeah. picture and the carpet doesn't match anything else that uh, well, we've seen it in the was past. the concrete in the stairwell <laughs> is what I saw. So yeah, <laughs> the, the thing is actually it's kind of funny that. Yeah, it was oh, funny actually. Last um, we, a couple of last, the last game right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I last week I remember seeing a picture. It was the bunch of the from the damage from last year, and it yeah. was titled um, "The Why Why, why They does, Keep Raising why Their Prices." Do, why does the Katsukan keep yep. raising their prices? Package. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. And it was the four picture thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Although, that's pretty much a meme in itself now is Katsukan, so I, and that's why I'm wondering because I'm gonna wait until everything <laughs> is said and done and I'm gonna contact the hotel again like I did last year and see how much of this stuff actually happened. Yeah, because we actually <laughs> okay. did it's funny because uh uh Pan and you might not remember no you don't actually don't know this, but Robert actually went deep with this. He actually last talked year, with yeah. yeah, last year he actually called uh -huh. the fire department and asked about their about the time that they went in. Um, he uh, he and he also sent an got uh, sent an email to the head to the head manage of management at the hotel asking for information and he got a press release back. Oh wow! Yeah, I I just remember being stuck out in the cold during the fire drill. 
Yes. Yep. That's, you, were, yeah. you were there with Samu in the, yeah. the ball gown in the winter yeah. snow storm. Yeah, yeah. There, I felt so bad because there were these cosplayers that didn't have a lot of clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was this poor girl dressed as a pearl from Steven Universe in these tiny I little you guys, Yeah, I remember and you we guys just, talking like, about Sam that. wrapped her in our hoop skirt skirts and just were like, you have a blanket now. <laughs> I remember Samu talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She came, her first time on was giving us a recap of her Katsukon experience. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. I've never had that happen at a con. Well, I mean... I won't say I've never been in a fire drill at a con, but I've never been out in the freezing cold. We all have. Everybody in this in this call has been in. I would been there. <laughs> I was in a fire drill. Yeah, I was, out I was the one that was out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was Tyler there? Nope. Uh, oh, Tyler skipped. Missed out on that one. Yeah. 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 I was out. Wait, when? Actually enjoying con, and you guys were oh. all in the hotel room. Oh, the hotel room one. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, this last con we actually had a fire drill. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. I wasn't there, but I've worked other conventions at the convention center where we set off day fire alarm in this uh-huh. Seattle convention center. Mm-hmm. Whoops, <laughs> whoopsie. Um, yeah, the the tech set off the fire alarm in whoopsie. the convention center. Yeah. Um, Funny. Oopsies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's convention news. In other words, none for this week, but we'll probably have some news from Kotsi. We're, we're waiting. <laughs> we're <laughs> waiting. We're geared up. The news fan is ready to go. <laughs> it's idling outside right now. I still have the, uh, <laughs> I still have the Harbor Fire Department <laughs> in my email. I still have the hotel on my email, and I still have the uh, manager of the hotel's uh, personal email. I'm yeah. ready to go. I'm if they're, if they're still the same manager. Assuming, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay then. Any upcoming conventions, Cole? Um, not Katsukon's going on right now, but what's coming up next week? We actually moved those to the end of the end of the end of the podcast. Why get you messing with my groove, man? Edit. <laughs> You're an edit. Yeah. I'm not editing anything out there. It's her fault for not listening to her own podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you got a point. Sorry, I've been busy. Lost in the void. I haven't had internet access. Tyler clearly set up a cell tower. His phone was freaking out last week. (laughs) Yes, but I left my phone here in the studio. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go out into the void without your cell phone? Don't you know the basic rules? You don't ask a woman why she's going out into the void. (laughs) <laughs> no, we ask you why you didn't take your phone. Really? Really? Okay. Because it was on the charger, it was almost dead anyways, so I thought I'd just go out for a quick walk. And you never go out into the void without the power of Rick Astley to go protect you. <laughs> a friendly moose guided me back. It's okay. It's okay, guys. It took three weeks. <laughs> It's it's sort of like uh, have you ever been in the hyperbolic time chamber? It's sort of like that, where like the gravity gets more intense the further out you go. <laughs> yes. So okay. yeah. Okay. So this week's big subject is anime con versus comic con. The differences, 
the similarities, what we like, which one is our favorite style of convention. Hooray! Pretty sick hey. go. <laughs> so, so, so go I got some things. I got some things. <laughs> we don't really get anime. No, we do. That's a lie. We do get anime <laughs> cons here. Uh-huh. Our big conventions are all Comic Cons. Mm-hmm. Or expos. Comic and entertainment. Ex- yeah, expos. Yes. That's what we get here because that's just, we got lots of space and expos work better when you have lots of space. Okay. Um, our, all our Comic Cons have always turned into, or, not, or anime based ones have always like been in the, the hotel rooms and they've never really grown past that because once they try to expand past that, shit always goes wrong. Because I don't think I don't think an anime convention is as well known as a comic book convention or comic con. The keywords a comic con. Even when I would go go to like the Seattle, which is an anime convention, the kind of universal term is comic con. Um, for for the like, buggles. For as the buggles, like, they call it a comic con. Yeah. Is the Kleenex is one or Band Aid is one or any other brand rock. name yes. that has become synonymous with the item in general. So, yes. well, and that kind of rolls into what I was going to say on there because, I mean, the differences are numerous, but it is kind of interesting. You're right. The Comic Cons seem to have an easier time of, especially starting up because of on how well cemented that culture is. Mm-hmm. Anime Cons. I don't know. I, I've been doing this long enough that I've seen a lot of conventions start as anime conventions and then have turned into either pop culture conventions or just turned into a whatever the hell you feel like Comic-Con style event. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I felt that with even SakuraCon, now that it's we're coming up on its 20th anniversary, 10 years ago, um, AJ, I'm, I'm so old, stealing Rob's line, turning into Rob. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that, good. Don't be an old man. Don't be an old man that, like me. Like, back when, 10 years ago, it was very much all anime. You didn't see any other pop culture. Whereas, you go now, and you see the video games, you see the, the western comics, you see movie content, and guests, and cosplay at these con- anime cons now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be because SakuraCon is a large convention, mm-hmm. whereas your smaller conventions that are anime-oriented might not be as pop culture But I think that's also because anime has become more pop culture mainstream over the years as well. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that that's a big thing right there. I still stand by Comic-Cons. They still seem to be the true business model for this because if it's run right it's very easy to make money because there's a lot more exhibitors going and selling stuff at that and then the guest stuff whereas most anime conventions the guests that are coming there the attendees are getting to go and see most of them for nothing you know it's just the time that it takes to go and get there at comic cons for the most part there are some exceptions to this that is the biggest moneymaker on the planet. They go and pay yeah. somebody $100,000 to go and show up, and they get 100 bucks for every ticket taken with them. Yeah. That's, like, there's, like, there is no way not watching, to make money with that. Like, the moment that Emerald City announced that the two stars were going to be at Emerald City, 
Friday and Saturday tickets sold out. Their VIP experience with those stars sold out within an hour. And then they released more, which sold out even quicker. And now people have shuffled around and realized, oh, wait, I bought three tickets for Friday and have returned Friday tickets. So now there's tickets available again. But, and then, like, so then, yeah, they announce a big star like that. And then suddenly all their tickets sold out. Photo ops sell out. Autographs sell out. And it's $100 to... For the two stars together, it was $120 for a photo op. Hmm. Yes, I paid that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that's just it. And that's some part of why But this Comic-Con is also works. their first Comic-Con appearance. Yeah, too. which is also a big thing. Though I don't think that probably has much to go and affect the overall uh, salescape of things. Yeah. That's just kind but, of like, oh, it's a little piece of history here. But yeah. that's not really going to change well, anything. Well, no. It does because it does affect the amount of sales because all of the Outlander fanatics, and there's a lot. There are people coming to Emerald City from all over the U.S. I know because I'm part of a Emerald City Outlander group, so I'm playing con mom to all of these middle-aged women who have never been to a Comic-Con who are coming to Emerald City because of the <laughs> Outlander con. I, people. I think it is. <laughs> I don't and know. It's like, like all of those things. And they're asking out, questions, though. and I'm like, okay, sweetie, no, you don't need an umbrella. This is Seattle. You'll look stupid. You'll just have to carry it around all day. <laughs> and, like, okay, you don't need to show up two hours beforehand to get in line. Show you up when ticket. the ticket tells you to. Because you have a ticket, yeah. that's when you'll get yeah. him. And, like, all of these stuff that uh, experienced convention goers, we know, we've learned over years, and passing that information on to brand new people. And, like, it's a surreal experience playing con mob. I, it's like, I'm 28, I'm playing con mob to middle, like, 40s and 50-year-old women who are coming to convention to see these stars. It's just a slightly surreal experience there. But, like, the difference between anime cons and comic cons, anyways, is the age of the audience, I find. Mm-hmm. There's Where, definitely a lot with that. <laughs> and so, like, anime cons are generally a younger audience. Uh, we've slowly grown up, but generally as we grow up, we age out of the anime con experience. The scene? I think I, I've, I'm almost over it, except now I work the conventions and I do the events I want. I, I would generally events, agree with that. Yeah. But we, I don't we, know. We They're, generally grow into the, the staff of the convention and helping the, the little ones out. Whereas Comic-Con is an older. Yes, you still see them high school, but you see from 20s to 50-year-olds at a Comic-Con. Whereas you don't see the, the middle-aged 40s and 50s or older at an anime con. But I think that part of that has to go and do with accessibility and cost largely because Comic-Con you go broke at Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most anime conventions. And I think part of it's because a lot of them, and I don't know why exactly this happened, but I, I do think it's actually a good thing. A lot of them are either nonprofit organizations that run them or the ones that are for profit are generally run from a small business. It's not a huge money-making opportunity. As, it, exactly. as Comic-Con is. Yeah. That, that's just it, because Comic-Con, 
and I don't mean this in a bad way, but in a lot of respects, Comic-Con doesn't care about you or your experience. No. It's about making money, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's something I very much respect about her, about that uh, business model right there, because quite honestly, San Diego Comic-Con yes, never should have that nerds have money and will pay a lot of money for shit. <laughs> exactly, and I think that's part of the reason why it has an older clientele as well, um, in addition to the cost point. We have more expendable income, yeah. Exactly, because it also is part of the culture. Right from where it began, it was the nerds living out of their mother's basement. I mean, that stereotype did exist. The man-child. The man-child that is both a child and wants all the toys and anime and gubbins, and yet is still a functional adult who can have a job and have a huge disposable income and drive around. I I still don't know about... um, I don't mm-hmm. know about yeah. respectable adults, but yeah, sure. Well, uh, I mean, they have a job, and, and yeah. Sorry, competent. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Competent. I, I still question that, but you know, I <laughs> know uh, competent. There, being competent, you can be pretty damn low and still be competent. Mm-hmm. Functioning. Look at, look at Functioning. Cole. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, we I didn't want to say it. that joke, but then Cole had to go, mm-hmm, and then I was just like, okay. Okay, yeah. I gotta do it <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. I hate you. So, like, I mean, and for me, like, w- along with that, what I see in content-wise, Anime Con versus Comic Con, Anime Con's, like, panels and what have you is very much more entertainment-oriented, mm-hmm. whereas Comic Con panels and content is much more educational from what I've seen. I, I would well, sort still of being agree topical with that. to that. Yeah, or, I... like because at anime cons you you'll get the character hosting a Q and A panel, mm-hmm. right? Character A from Anime X, right? And you go in and you're talking to cosplayers playing the character. You don't see that so much at comic cons. No, and that part I definitely agree with because the anime conventions. I think there's more variety. Or our, like our favorite cosplay chess. You don't see cosplay chess at Comic Con so much. It, exactly. Yeah, there's more variety to the entertainment. I think it. You know, at least the well-established anime conventions. Because yeah, let's be honest, most of them don't work. I mean, uh-huh. I think that SakuraCon and KomoriCon have largely changed from being traditional anime conventions to becoming more pop culture conventions because that's how. It needs to survive. Being a purist yeah. anime convention doesn't work. Yeah. Well, well me, and I... both of them, because they are both nonprofit mm-hmm. run, are also both attendee um, content provided. Mm-hmm. So the attendees come up with the panels and submit them to be accepted or not. And a lot of that depends. So it depends on what the audience wants. Yeah. And that has changed. Like I said, as anime becomes more mainstream and more pop culture itself, we've seen the blending of what's available. Whereas you still don't see a lot of anime at Comic-Con. I mean, you'll see your Mikus and your your uh, your uh, Vocaloids back when they were popular and what have you at and Comic-Con. And your Naruto's and... What have you? Yeah, and if you do see anime at your Comic Con, they're usually kind of shoved in the back corner. Yeah. Tanya, you're about to say something. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. I was going to say, for me, I think if I had gone to a bigger Comic Con before I'd gone to an anime con, I might not be 
still attending conventions the way I do today. Um, I think it was the uh, kind of like you guys said, it's a little more fan driven. Um, you get the panels you wouldn't see at a Comic-Con. It feels a lot more to me personal than mm -hmm. Comic-Con, where Comic-Con's there to turn a profit. A lot of the mm -hmm. anime conventions are like, hey, you like this nerdy thing. We like it too. Let's talk about it together. Rather than, we already know you like this. Here's a bunch of stuff you can buy, which is what you see more <laughs> at Comic-Con. Or um, listen to your stars talk for an hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think if I hadn't had that kind of sense of camaraderie that an anime convention tends to bring out, I might not have, you know, kept it up because they feel I I mean, I like Comic-Con for what it is. But to me, it feels a little cold compared to a lot of the anime conventions I've been to. Um it just feels mm -hmm. like everybody's kind of vying for attention, vying for space. There's, you know, you have to get to your photo op. You can't, like, go... S I, I like that the anime conventions are a little more slow-paced. They... I, I mean, I would even argue the point of having educational panels, because I learned a lot of what I know about cosplay from people uh, teaching wig panels, teaching, like, how to build things panels, teaching how to cross-play panels. Mm -hmm. Um... So it really depends on your fan base, like what people are willing to bring to the table. And I kind of like that that's so much of their content rather than focusing on the guests and what you can buy, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, you've captured yeah. everything that I love and hate about the two convention types right there. Right. Like, <laughs> honestly, did we, did you guys, I must have zoned out because I can't remember if we talked about how Comic-Con is basically how it started as a comic book swap. Mm -hmm. Right. More than anything. Um, so it's like more like it was a, it was literally like a flea market for comic books. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Which, yeah. Oh, admittedly, the first anime cons were the same way. The, um, were they? I would almost consider they yeah. were, the, like, the doujin swaps. Is what how I'm they started. About. Like anime cons, I would say, started were in like a library Whereas a bunch of people who liked anime and mangas just got together and talked about it the way, like the word convention well, maybe, is so uh, like the American convention, yes. But I'm I'm uh, thinking the the Japanese doujin pop up semi illegal. Oh, the is very like, much in the same vein of those original comic cons. Yeah, but they didn't, yeah, that's because they we, didn't have comic books there. So that is their version of Comic-Con, is that. Yeah, we actually so. attended uh, Comic-Cat in, uh, in Tokyo when we were there for uh, World Cosplay Summit. And it was, it actually reminded me a lot of the Salt Lake, Com well, I've only been to Salt Lake Comic-Con and not San Diego. But it had a very similar vibe where it was very about the marketing, very about selling. Uh, it was mostly fan artists and creations selling comics. But it, it was that same, you know, what can we sell? What can we get people in to buy? And cosplay was there, but it, like, they actually have a private section that's roped off and they're like, you can only cosplay in this area. <laughs> so yeah. it's, I mean, it's there for the fans. And, you know, if, if you're there to buy and swap comics, it's great. But it's also, it's not super fan friendly if that makes sense like uh -huh. it's not a place to go find friends it's not a place to go interact and learn it's a place to buy stuff or take pictures <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's not not what a convention is uh, supposed to be yeah. where a convention yeah, is yeah. where you're supposed to go to make uh 
networking connections, actually. Right. Yeah. So that's why you have all the actual conventions, <laughs> dentist convention, yes. medical convention. You go there, you learn some things, you talk to some people, you do some connections, which is what mm -hmm. a convention is supposed to be, where in that sense of like a comic book convention, in that sense is a, yeah, like a swap meet, where it's like you're going there to buy and sell things, not make those mm -hmm. kind of connections. Well, you still can make connections, network yeah. but it's all about more of a swap meet than it is a convention but yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah but yeah. the words get a little blurry and then it changes and so because <laughs> i know going to like SakuraCon, it's not real about like i go to the i definitely go there to buy stuff because there's a lot of stuff there that you just can't get at other places. I have many times where I have, have walked around with a shirt and someone's like, oh, that's an awesome shirt. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, an anime convention? And they're like, god damn it. That means you can't tell me anything about it because I'd have to go to that anime convention to get it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly yep. it. I think from a store. So, And that's like the only place you can kind of find that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, for sure. See, but then the rest of the convention is just... Yeah, meeting thanks. people, networking. For me, so. thanks. Like when I first started going to SakuraCon, yeah, that was you went to SakuraCon and you got merch that you could get couldn't get anywhere else. Well, now for thanks to the internet, you can get most everything for a cheaper price on the internet than you can at convention. Oh, you can get SakuraCon, yeah, except for Artist Alley. So now, what yeah. I buy at conventions is. Artist Alley stuff and prints from an artist. Well, yeah, now I can get probably get them on Etsy if I took the time to hunt them down, right? But there's so but, there's so much bootlegging that goes on in those places, though. No, definitely on Etsy. No joke in the conventions. No, no, no. Yeah, Ab yeah. yeah no on on Etsy specifically. It's oh no, yeah. Easier to get it at. From the artist at in a artist alley at a convention, then to yeah, it makes more sense on Etsy because it's all anonymous. You just basically buy a bunch of stuff and yeah, then you so resell it. It's it's where... easy for artists to catfish each other on on Etsy. Yeah, um. <laughs> but like at the convention, then you also see a bunch of people there, and you might see something you never saw before and because it's... you can have the artist autographic there in front of you. And... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just a condensed version of everything, so you can see yeah. something you like and don't like uh and you're like oh that looks really cool i never saw something like that before yeah that's like last year at emerald city i they posted on their tumblr a a, a print that it's like hey look this artist is going to be here look with this print limited edition for emerald city and it's a print of ray from star wars and furiosa from mad max with the the title the women who dream of green and so I'm like, I love that print. It's monochrome. It's, I, I'm looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> and Spoiler, she has the print. I has it. So like the one thing that I knew I was going to buy at Emerald City last year was this print. And I went in and got it and got, got it autographed. And afterwards, I realized it's by one of the artists who's done the covers for one of my favorite comic books. And I, like, it was only after I had bought it and walked away and went, wait a minute, that's Chris Unka that did that art? He's done the Captain Marvel comic book covers for 
yeah, he's he's the new artist, or he was the, at the time the artist for Captain Marvel. And I'm like, well, that just happened. And so, like, stuff like that happens at a Comic Con, somewhat at an anime convention. It depends on how, because you get more of the voice actors at anime cons. And at least SakuraCon is now bringing in designers and fashion. Their new big one is fashion um, guests, so Japanese fashion designers. Um, I would also yeah. like to talk about how uh, comic, like Comic Con, is no longer a comic book convention. Um, it's all a yeah, like a pop it's a pop culture, culture. yeah, uh, entertainment. So that's. And since well, it's so well known, that's where you're going to see all like new movie stuff come out for stuff. Yeah. Your, so your, you'll see. your movie news, your comic book news. You'll see. That's where you'll bit, see. But... That's where tons of the uh, like the um, trailers or snippets for stuff come out, mm -hmm. and it's like only going to be there. And then you see the bootleg version where someone took their phone in and recorded it. <laughs> yeah. Or and the then... announcements for or uh, announcements or for a movie or show you see or it later. Yeah. It's yeah, the least more. expensive advertising method for Hollywood anymore. Mm -hmm. It really yes. is. It, yeah, yeah, easy. The, the, the basically, convention press tour, man. To see this stuff. You're just giving it to them. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, no, uh, and so, so like, it's using the convention the to set up all of the infrastructure that normal press releases would mm -hmm. take. The convention's footing the bill for that. The worst, the only thing that bad can happen is basically if someone else overshadows you. That's the risk. Is yeah. uh, basically someone else comes out and then introduces a movie or something that people are more hyped for. Yeah. And so it's like a. Which is why road. scheduling San Diego Comic Con and all the press releases is a tricky business. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what's the other? The gaming one. E3. E3, yeah. E3, the gaming one. The gaming one. I feel like we need to stop it here because we're already going to go and get hate for that comment. <laughs> well, uh, E3 is more gaming oriented than Comic Con. Well, it, it's all gaming yes. oriented. It's a press event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. it's not even a convention. Expo versus. Yeah, it's, but it's also base press only. You don't get yeah, any, yeah. nobody else is allowed in. Yeah, you have to have a press badge. You can't just buy a ticket. You have to have like well, you have to prove you're somehow involved in the gaming industry. Yeah. That's before you uh, or, somebody, or somebody from the gaming industry gives zero. you a ticket. Yeah, PAX Day Zero. Um, so PAX West now. Uh, Day Zero is their developer day, and only those involved in video game making and press are allowed to get developer badges and go in that extra day early and they have mm -hmm. networking for developers and what have you um yeah so i mean anime cons and comic cons have their bad they're both have good sides and bad downsides um and as long as you know what you're getting into then you'll have a good time at either of them right yeah. As long as you bring enough money. Money. It's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. All um, about the money, money, money. money. All about yeah. the money, money. Okay. Thank um, God that was Cole and not Tyler, so we don't need to take a drink. <laughs> no, I don't think my voice it counts, because it's not singing. It's pulling out a musical instrument. You uh, said it was your voice, too. No, no. I included beatboxing. 
making sound. That's what you meant by that. <laughs> that's that's what I meant by that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 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 There you go. You talk me into it. This, this, uh-huh. this is your doing now. You just got to, we got waterfall now. You ever do a waterfall? You got to start waterfalling. <laughs> you start keep drinking. You keep oh, drinking no. until I stop playing. No. I'm muting him. Tyler, if you don't put the harmonica away, you ain't getting any. <laughs> ah, there we go. You can stop drinking now. Okay. You're done. This is on you. This is on you guys. I hope I hope you know you killed like fifty people right there. Uh, okay. We had fifty what listeners? No, we didn't. That's how bad <laughs> you killed people who people weren't who listening. Don't even listen to us. They just yeah. died. Drop dead. Okay. Um Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if we're done with that. Hey, I think we are. We can move oh, on to. You wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about something else. Yes, my my cosplay circle because I had oh shit in a while, so we get to do that. What a lovely intro that was! Yay, lovely intro. <laughs> this week's topic in the cosplay circle is cosplay photography. What it's like for cosplayers to work with photographers. Wee! Yay! Which is why she and Pannon's on. Sorry about that. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, because she has beautiful photos. Oh, thanks. Yes. See all of her beautiful photos. <laughs> um, so, so what about photography in particular? Did you guys want to go over? Uh, um, I, I mean, I was thinking, like, what it's for people, like, cosplayers who don't know what it's like to work with a photographer um uh-huh. and because i've just recently like in the last year really started getting uh photo shoots done of my costumes uh-huh more than just a couple hallway snaps you know i don't know right. i've never really gotten a whole lot of photos done i this is the problem i've always had where i just go to convention and i just kind of hang out in the car con- lots of people take photos of me but then I never see them. And then <laughs> yeah. it's just like, oh, I have this costume, this costume, this costume. And you're like, oh, can I see some photos? No, you can't, because I no, got none. none. The only costume that you can say that the only there's only two costumes that you can say that you have pictures of. Which one? My Axel and my Zemnis Well three then. Because... We'll th- we'll find three. Oh, I guess we did do a photo shoot for uh Miguel and Tulio. That's like the first photo shoot we did. We did a photo shoot for Organization 13, but I haven't seen any photos from that. So, <laughs> Literally, all the time I see photos of my costumes are like <clears throat> candid photos where someone randomly took a photo of me while I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation before. That's why I'm for candid photos, because that's the only time I ever get to see my costume. There's also pictures of you and me in our original Green Ranger, uh, green and Black Ranger costume. <laughs> were those all candid? Too? I guess those aren't candid. but those no, are no, those were like posed pictures that we had from the people. From yeah. the people. The people yeah. we didn't know about. Yeah. But we didn't actually have anything set aside. We were posing, and a lot of people are taking photos of us, and we're like, shit, we should also get a photo of this because. So I think we asked <laughs> yeah. someone to do it for us. 
I yeah. think a lot of it depends on what your end goal is. If you're just wanting like memories of the convention, then candids and like at con photos are totally fine um, and great ways to like look back and remember costumes. But if you're looking um, to have like oh, a portfolio, portfolio, a record of your work, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, like for me, I mean, not even like in the like wanting to be a guest at a convention or something like that, but the portfolio I have of the works I've done actually is what helped me get the jobs I have today. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I work in the fashion industry. And before that I actually made uh, the mascots for major league sports teams, like the Denver Broncos and Miami heat. And the reason I got hired on was because they were like, Oh, you do costumes. Here's like some really great photos that show off like what you can build, what you can do, what, you know, um mm-hmm. so I guess it depends on like what you want to do if you're more into the modeling aspect of cosplay you really want to find a good photographer because you want to sell prints if you are planning on even just showcasing your craftsmanship you want to have photos that aren't going to be blurry that are going to be well lit that are going to show off the hard work that you put into mm-hmm. it so or even just uh, nice pictures to give to your family cuz they ask for <laughs> Like my mom saw saw a preview shot from one of my most recent shoots and was like, "Can I get prints of that?" I'm like, "Okay, mom, <laughs> sure." Tyler, I also did your pictures for Sora as well. Did my pictures for Sora? Oh yeah, you took photos. Yeah, that was when you I did those. I did. Well, I still am. I just my camera is absolute garbage. Yeah. So it's, I mean, well, it's it's a it's a good camera. It just needs a better lens. Yeah. So I mean. Like, like Panin said, it all depends on what your goal is. Yeah. For those of us who do want nice quality pictures rather than uh-huh. candids. Candids are great. I love candids. Some of my favorite pictures of my costumes are candids. I know, right? Um, yeah, I agree with that. Or just heat of the moment I'm doing something dorky and someone caps it, captures a picture of it, right? Um, like for me now it's like yes i i do want a record of my nicer stuff rather than just me with my phone in my room (laughs) in my apartment snapping a picture um just so that i i know what i've done and that i can show them off um Uh and my more recent stuff more than my older stuff especially Mm -hmm. because Maybe I do want to get into the the film and TV costuming world more than just (laughs) theater wardrobe, which I'm doing now, which does not take a portfolio to get the job at. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and a big part of it, too, is finding your photographers. Yeah. Like, um, there's just... There didn't used to be, but now there's just so much out there that, like, you kind of you can put out feelers and get like so much feedback or get nothing or get nothing. And then, you know, even if you do find one that you like, how do you know if their prices are, you know, in keeping with other people's, how do you know, um, for a lot of, uh, female cosplayers, how do you know that they're someone who is safe to photograph with? How do Mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, so deciding on a photographer is always, uh, I don't know, until you get to know what's out there, it can really be a shot in the dark, like yeah. just 
but trying to go through by process of elimination sometimes like it took yeah. me a long time to find uh, photographers that I trust uh one to be able to shoot uh photos in a way that makes uh I guess that makes me feel good about myself yes <laughs> flattering <laughs> photo yeah um because I am a plus size cosplayer and I don't always photograph in ways that are going to be flattering on other people so I need someone for me, who is able to capture a variety of body types, who knows angles that are flattering on more than just one person, um, who knows their lighting, who knows, you know, good location. So it's just, it's a combination of so many things. Um, what I like, uh, that social media has done for us is you can go online and look through a photographer's portfolio before you actually sign a contract with them and kind of decide based on their portfolio, what, what do they have something that you want? Basically, um, are they Photoshopping really hard? Is that something that you want? Um, are they not Photoshopping at all? Will they give you, you know, raw photos or will they they let you Photoshop the results? Well, yeah. 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 And you kind of get stuff that's all over the place. And I feel like with cosplay, um, you do get like, there are definitely professionals out there, but there's also a lot of people that are somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of organizing a photo shoot with a photographer, especially when it's the first time is communicating with them, um, making sure that you're both comfortable with the arrangement because a lot of photographers are, I mean, they will give you raw photos of some of them and allow you to edit, or they won't give you any at all. Um, or, you know, they'll just give you some of the edited photos. And then once you have those photos, what are you allowed to do with them? Um, because some of them will only allow you to use them, you know, on your website. And then if you want to use those photos for promotions, if you want to sell images of yourself, if you want to basically use it for anything, but just posting on your website, then there's an additional charge for that because you're making money off essentially their creation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get into a really gray area when people, you know, hire cosplayers as the models and the photographers want to sell the pictures themselves of the models photos. And, you know, it's just, and this is all stuff that you need to get in that contract before you actually do the photo shoot. Right. So this is definitely stuff you want to discuss ahead of time. You know, what, what are you paying for? What are you getting in return? Um, what is expected? All that kind of fun stuff. Um, and I'm making it sound like really nitty gritty details, but most photographers are going to be really happy that you talk to them ahead of time and want to like sort all of that out. About what you want and what they'll do. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. And, and, if it's, uh, and most of them, if you don't, if they're not comfortable or willing to do the thing, they probably uh-huh. know someone who is. Right. And totally. can recommend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Someone. It's like, oh, yeah, I have one cosplayer friend. She's plus size and has limited mobility. I'm not going to ask her to go climb a mountain. Right. Right. To take photos. Whereas oh, our friend Squeaky... Oh, wow. I, I've seen her like pretty, I've seen her pretty much do the climb the tree upside down to get a photo 
where sure. and she's worried about me hurting my knees. <laughs> I threw that girl yeah. in a tree once so she could get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, but they have memorable stories about every photo. It's like, I was yeah. thrown in a tree for this photo. Yep. yep. And the stories behind the photo. On his hip. Like my, <laughs> my Christmas tree shoot, which is my most recent one, which is it a cosplay? But it is still a uh, it's a creation. <laughs> um, and like it was 30 degrees at but zero for our Canadian friends. But we were doing this photo shoot <laughs> on the now. beach. Yes, weather. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's, it's a nineteen fifties shape dress. So it's like, yes, I'm wearing tights and shorts under it, but every time a breeze comes up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like but like, but then having a, a photographer who's willing to work with, it's like, oh yes, it's 30 degrees out. My model can only do five snaps or whatever before she needs uh-huh. to bundle back up. Oh, for sure, for sure. Versus, I mean, so it's like being able to find a photographer that you can work with is, yeah. is it's a process. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful when you find them. And like for our friend Squeaky, she's pretty much my go-to now. Even though she's still learning, we're mm-hmm. pretty much learning together. And it's nice. It, it's nice to help her grow and me to get good photos and learn how to model each costume. Because Diana from Sailor Moon photos a lot different from Captain Marvel. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, one thing I would say to anyone looking for, for the first time for a photographer, it would be to make sure to have in mind what you want out of the deal. So then you know what you're looking for. Um, cause if you're just going, I want to, f- I want a photo shoot, uh, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of options, but yeah, it might not you be look at that. Okay. Do you want a fashion shoot? Do you want a character shoot? Do you want, right. I know a Um, lot of people that have been taken advantage of by photographers just from first timers. It's like, oh, my God, you make this great costume. Why don't you go and do a professional photo shoot or something? Yeah, that sounds like fun. uh Go put something out on Facebook. Look, hey, I'm looking for somebody to go and do a real photo shoot at this convention. Can anybody recommend someone? And then they get set up with somebody. and It's like, oh, well, (laughs) this is opportunistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I've had that con creeper photo mm-hmm. ops and yeah. it's <laughs> um it's, I mean <laughs> the character I was playing admittedly from one of those harem animes and it's like it's like okay pose like this and I'm like okay I'm not going to spread my legs that wide in a short skirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> right. But and so like knowing how to avoid the upskirts. It's like, yes, we wear spanks for like right. cheerleading spanks for a reason now. Um. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's sad to have to say this, but it's definitely good to, especially if you're shooting with someone for a first time to bring a friend. Yeah. Um, even if it's just like to help hold your stuff or whatever, just to have an extra person there is always great. And I would actually yeah. suggest that to photographers too. Um, mm-hmm. if they have like an assistant, someone with them, because it isn't just cosplayers that get taken advantage of it can be photographers as well. Oh, for um, sure. But definitely, it, definitely. 
you definitely hear stories more often of cosplayers who will complain about photographers not holding up their end of the deal or or shooting them in you know gravure kind of things or whatever but it it definitely happens both ways it just <laughs> you yeah. hear about some of or others. statistically uh, the with the... deliver the pictures before getting paid mm. right right uh-huh so, and that's, that's all part of the having a contract yeah exactly uh-huh do the shoot it protects both ways, people. It does. And, it really does. And that's that's how businesses. It's it is a business. That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. it definitely there, is. There it, is. I mean, even if you have a friend who's doing the photos for free, uh-huh. still having that. Okay, this is what I'm looking for up front. Makes the whole thing go a lot quicker, a lot easier. And if you're paying by the hour, quicker is important. But yeah. you get paid an experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. If it's a good photographer. Isn't that always the best thing to exposure. hear? Exposure. Mm, I'm like, gonna how much is this going to cost? Well, it's going to cost this much. That much? That's way too much. How about this much? <laughs> that is an impractical amount. And it's like, well, but you're getting experience. Like, I already have the experience. That's where that's you're paying me this much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, I can do this quickly. But the reason I can do it quickly is because I have all these other times where I've had to practice to get up there. That's why you pay me that money. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand that. That's a thing. Yeah. It, it's those exactly. of commi- costume commissions. It's it's that it's that part of the business. Exactly. It's a this for that. I'll pay you with exposure. Uh, no. <laughs> the the joke being, oh great, I'm gonna die from exposure. <laughs> the 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 Oregon Trail doesn't yeah. doesn't it fee, uh, doesn't Relay. fill the belly does it? Nope. Um. Yeah, I know there was something else I wanted to, say, but I've forgotten. You've forgotten. Should we hit the pause oh, button? Um, no, I remember now. Is yeah. So cosplayers who are not it for those who are new to the cosplayers new for the co- learn how. Spend some time in front of the mirror and learn how your face moves as you move and how to pose. And I'm not talking learning the poses the character does, which is great. Do that. But also learning what angles and how you have to pull your face Definitely. so you avoid the double chin and the, um, the flat face and the learning how far you can smile without getting bags into your eyes. That was one I had to learn. <laughs> By full smile, I'm my eyes are closed. There's bags. It's ugly. So I have to half smile as opposed to full smile. Yeah, that's and definitely a lesson I learned the hard way. Was like I, <laughs> I got some photos back at a convention. Going, yeah, I totally was posing like the character, and I had my face set like they did. And I looked at the pictures, and I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I learned that with my senior photos in high school. <laughs> Which were done by my cousin, who was a professional photographer. But I've never yeah, had that like problem. Learning, uh, that's how I learned how to smile. Holes. You I got don't the perfect smile. look smile. That's how I learned how I can't smile. You know, I, you've never photos. done a picture that I remember that you smiled in, other than maybe your school photos. <laughs> <laughs> the thing hmm. is, like, if you're lucky, you will get a photographer who can give good direction and mm-hmm. say, you know, that pose doesn't look quite right. Tilt your chin this way. Move your arm that way. Look over yeah. that way. But you can't count on that. 
that. Yeah. Um, All so Morgan no has to do is tap her chin, and then now I have to lift my. <laughs> right. oh, we're doing the double chin, no, no chin look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's because um, we've worked together now enough that it's like, oh, right, right. Yeah, and that totally helps. Um, but knowing how you look in front of a mirror, practicing the faces your character makes, practicing the poses, and making sure that you can do them, but do them in a way that looks flattering on your body. Um, yeah. Like, just little things. Like, there will be characters that where you put your hand on your hip, and if you actually, like, you know, solidly put your hand on your hip, you're going to, like, squish into your skin, and it can make things look weird. And- like um, your waist versus your hip will look very different. Right. Exactly. It will like lengthen or your different just setting it there versus actually holding uh-huh. your waist will look uh-huh, very different. Exactly. And you have to practice uh-huh. what looks good for you. Yep. Yep. Um, and like you were saying, practicing in front of a mirror is your friend. Like you'll feel really silly doing it, but your pictures will be so much better because of it. Yes. And you won't waste that. Consi- possibly considerable amount of money on a photo shoot to get back pictures uh-huh. ugly because uh-huh. you forget um, you have a double chin nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> what some photographers do, and I do like to, to be able to see an immediate result like this, but they'll turn the camera around and show yes. like, this is what you're doing. Can you change it? And even that yeah. helps a lot. Cause you're like, Oh, I didn't realize, you know, I yeah. was, making my face look all dumb because I was looking in the wrong direction or whatever. Or, I forgot to suck in my gut and stick out my chest uh-huh. for this one pose. Uh-huh. Like, oh, and now I look like a potato. Okay. Yeah, Mogren's, <laughs> Mogren's taken an A and B of me on that and said, said see, here, different. Uh-huh. Look, suck in your gut. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right, yes, I forget. <laughs> but sometimes you do forget when you're do- trying to do four or five different things at once. Right. Oh, totally. Jumping with the right arm and the right foot and the holding the gut and looking pretty or fierce or whatever. Right. Sometimes you will forget. And you just got to laugh at yourself. Don't take it too seriously. At the oh, same totally. Time. Um, like, Have it fun. sounds really silly, but watching shows like the, what was it, the Tyra Banks model show oh, they had. Uh, on, uh, um, America's Next Top Model. Yes, yes, like that honestly helped a lot because I would watch and see like some of the models do the same stupid stuff I would do in front of a camera and then they would critique it and go, you know, well, you fix that by doing this. And I was like, yeah, oh, it, and the the I best angle, worst angle photo ops that uh-huh. they would do on that show uh-huh. lightened a lot for me, like as a short person on her oh, totally. season. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yes, let's not photograph me from that angle because right. I will look even shorter. Unless I'm trying to look short, if, if I'm cosplaying a hobbit or dwarf or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At which point, yes, we will co- photograph from that angle versus this other angle, which will look better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. America's Next Top Model. It sounds as cheesy. My roommate does not understand why I enjoy reality TV like that. There is a reason, I promise. <laughs> you might feel stupid. Enjoy it. You just just embrace the embrace the silly. Embrace the silly. Right, exactly. It's good to it is good to pull like useful information like that from it. You think why would you 
where would you get that kind of knowledge? But yeah, that's exactly kind of the places you'd have to look for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, YouTube, oh. and and I'm sure there's there's tutorials on YouTube of how. The to thing do I've it. always thought about is just if the pose kind of hurts a little bit, then you're probably doing it correctly. Because <laughs> what happens oh, yeah. with yeah, with, what happens with a lot of body it's movement is. <laughs> Body movement is really subtle, and you don't realize how subtle it is because you're doing it. And even then, people don't realize or, where their bodies is, where where or, their bodies are. Yeah, um, I always say like if it feels or, really weird or awkward, you're probably doing it right. Yeah. Yes, because you the, always have to over exaggerate everything. You learn this yeah. from like any kind of theater stuff or any you watch movies and TV. Everything is over exaggerated just to like kind of get across the kind of. Looking at something and then understanding what it is. So when it's, you look at a letter, if it, the letter is huge, like the font of the letter is huge, you understand what it is. That's exactly the same thing with body language, is you're basically making the font of your language extremely huge so it's easy to see. So that's why you over-exaggerate every kind of movement and every kind yeah. of shape when you're doing posing yeah. or such. Every yeah. t every that, ever since I, to every single person that I've talked to about um, when it comes to um, photography, photography for cosplay, it, it, it's it comes down to the exact same thing. If it if it hurts, you're doing it right. Yeah. I would say it hurts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, beauty is pain, but at the same time, listen to your body. Oh yeah, but if, if, but if, if you, it's uncomfortable, if it hurts, uh, yeah, yeah. If it like hurts because you can't do it, don't do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like yeah, in the, I think, but, I think but the word is uncomfortable. Yeah, if, it feels if, you're, weird. if you're uncomfortable, if it feels weird and you're and and it's uncomfortable, you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Embrace the silly, like I said. Uncomfortable yep. can be silly. Yeah. Or silly can be uncomfortable. But embrace it. Yeah, because that's even another thing. Is like you'll. You'll feel regrets of like doing something, not regrets, uh, hesitations. Um, yeah. And you'll never go 100% into it. And then that, you always can tell that kind of stuff. It's because yeah. you look at it and be like, they look like, you can tell when people look hesitant of, of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you just gotta like get rid of any kind of uh, pride or whatever word you want to use for that. Um, Pride or like embarrassment, and just just go for it. Just own it. Yeah. And then you'll you'll get much. You'll better, get better results. You'll get better results. Results in in more than just photo shoots and just kind of everything. In life, in life, in life, life, in life advice life. from the Power Rangers: embrace the silly. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't get hung up on things. So yeah, that's my advice about photo shoots other than that i like i said i don't have a whole lot of experience with photo shoots i've just i it baffles me a little bit is that how people a lot of people don't understand where their body is all the time i've always just known where my hands and like where my body is all the time i'm very aware of where my body is and then other situations i see people and they'll like walk into something and not even realize they walked into something and knock stuff yeah. over it's like, how do you not realize your hand was there, but mm -hmm. then also it hit something and you just keep on walking and don't realize that you've like just knocked something over. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there are people who have zero body information. And then there's people who like, so 
I mean, slightly personal, but who disassociate a little bit and forget where their body is. <laughs> um, and so, like, I'll walk into corners because I cut a corner, or like, oh, yeah, the wall's still there. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, if, if you have problems with running into stuff or knocking stuff over, take a dance class, take a martial arts class. It will help you learn where your body is in that. Yeah. And, and that'll help you pose and help you move in general. I'd say dance is a little bit more than martial arts. Like, well, it depends on what martial arts, but so I mean, control over your body. Yeah, even then, sometimes you can't just you can't teach that stuff, and then yeah, it I've in. I've I've attempted to teach dance to people who just shouldn't dance at all. Yeah, it's just like dan <laughs> dance. I can. I'm sorry, dance, not I you. Is a, You're a bigger one for than martial arts. Because martial arts, I don't feel like people learned where their body was a whole lot in that one. Um, but I think I it depends like, on what martial art, but yes. Yeah. I don't know. What's what like I, know, I, I think like Taekwondo. Martial arts does help. Yeah. Does it help? Well, yes, it, it does. Flexibility right there. Well, that's that's not what well, we're talking that, about, Cole. We're yeah, not talking no, no, about it's, flexibility. We're talking it's about, about awareness of the body. Like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Those yeah. are two completely different things. So, it depends I mean, on what style you are. If you don't know yeah. what, how your body I, is reacting to anything. Aikido will definitely teach you body awareness versus maybe traditionally taught, say, Taekwondo or Karate. Why would you say it, that? It also depends on because I, I personally disagree because and the style of teaching. Um, it all depends on how you're learning. Because personally, I disagree that that you don't learn the awareness of your own body. Because if you don't, then you don't know where your limits are and you don't know where to push past. Okay, I'm See, gonna. I'm okay, gonna we're getting into metaphysical, which is not about cosplay <laughs> photography right now. True, <laughs> but Cole, I'm going to say, is extremely biased in this situation, and he con he was taking or karate, but then I'm going to counteract his con his argument with last Saturday where we were playing the game, and you walked into you toppled three things over <laughs> because you weren't aware where they were. <laughs> uh, no, I accidentally nudged someone who nudged something else. Take no, uh, great, no. you you nudged him. I, you know, I nudged him, and then he, I nudged him. You, it was then... there was like three different situations where you walked past that spot and you hit things, and you weren't aware where stuff was. <laughs> I disagree. So, <laughs> so that's my counter. -argument. I could bring people in. I would say it depends on the style of teaching of each style of martial art. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I would, yeah. And it depends on the person. Just like different styles of dance would teach differently as well. Ballroom yeah, will teach you different from ballet, from jazz dance, you know? I've never been taught any dance. I just sort of did stuff. And I feel like dance helped more than martial arts did. But, yeah. This conversation could go on for days, quite yeah. honestly. <laughs> we just got to cut this off here. Take a drink because yeah. the Canadians went and bickered. Uh, yeah, we did. That was, that yep. was to yep. take a drink. That's and another one. drink. For yeah. the kids playing at home, because it's always the kids that are playing at home. 
Because <laughs> no adult would go and put themselves through this. They know what they're getting into. <laughs> exactly. Because adults listen to this? You're kidding me. Like I said, I don't believe anyone listens to this. Until... If you listen to our podcast, please let us know. Yeah. SakuraRangersPodcast at gmail.com. At SakuraRangers. Facebook. Twitter. Twitter, anyway. Help us. So we're not just yelling into the void. As nice as the void moves are, they do get annoyed at us yelling at them. And I gotta tell you, it, it, those viewers do become void when they become guests. So <laughs> we do have viewers, but then their viewership becomes void because then they do become guests. Oh, they're no it, it, it's, it's, to be they're, they're now meta. They're part of the show. They're no longer viewers. Yeah, so they are uh, no longer viewers in that sense. I see. What if they were never a viewer in the first place and we have them on a guest? Oh. They never counted in the first place. What am I talking about? Uh, yeah, exactly. If, if, if it licks you and it dies, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think we covered cosplay photography nicely on how to find a photographer and work with photographers. Um, we tied that up. Nice little bow. I'll tack it down to the, the somewhere. Some whatever. Safety pin. Um so, okay, now is it time for upcoming conventions, Cole? Cole? Is he even yes. still here? Yes, what? Where'd you go? I had to mute real quick. Oh, okay. Now is it time for upcoming conventions? No, it's never time for upcoming conventions. Yes. Was is, that, is that everything else you wanted to talk about? Katsukon's on or something? Well, Katsukon's this weekend, so it'd be whatever's... Yeah, no, we already talked about Katsukon last weekend. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add, Pen? Uh, no, just... Uh, it's been fun talking to you guys, and, you know, be excellent to each other and party on. We'll go right into upcoming conventions. Yes. Starting yes. off, we have Narcon Winter in Lincoln Ping, uh, Sweden. Oh. Anime Crossroads in Indianapolis, Indi- um, Indiana. Chattanooga in Chattanooga, t- Tennessee. Chattanooga. Chattanooga, yeah. It, here's the funny thing. It's being had at the Chattanooga Choo Choo Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I kind of want to go to the Chattanooga Choo Hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That sounds like a fun place to be. <laughs> and what do you know? We all poets and we didn't even should, know Should it. we take a Choo Choo train to get there? <laughs> okay. Um, number, let's see, right after that is Galaxy Fest in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Japan Expo Stud in Marseille, France. France. Sud we as have. In south. Sorry? Sud as in South. Continue. Okay. Okay. ChibiCon in Colchester, UK. MiyakoCon in Salem, Oregon. Icon, Icon Winterfest in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Bach Anime in Bakersfield, California. Digicon in Doncaster, UK. ET, ETS Yukon in Johnson City, Tennessee. And JCon in Elizabethtown, uh, Pennsylvania, I believe that is. PA? Yep. Pennsylvania. Yep, I'm right. Pennsylvania. 
And then, of course, for Comic-Cons, we also have Conuga, which is actually a Comic-Con. Uh, Comic uh, VisionCon in Branston, uh, MO is Missouri. Missouri. Branston, yes, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, Branson, Hold on, Missouri. Cole, can you do that one again? We got a little bit of feedback. Okay. And then we have VisionCon in Branson, Missouri. Galaxy Fest 2017 in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Which I think I mentioned. There's music. Because this is really boring and we need to... <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not the kazoo. Hold oh, on. Great, I'm, now I'm I'm literally... the kazoo. Hold on, I have to restate the Galaxy Fest one now because that's the last one. Okay. Because they have Kanuga on here twice. Oh. Kanuga. Turn off the music, Tyler. Thank you. <laughs> and finally, we have... I will come up there <laughs> and hit you. Do it. Okay. Do it. Continue, I dare you. Continue, Cole. And finally, we have Galaxy Fest 2017 out of Colorado Springs, California. Uh, Colorado. Colorado. There you go. Yay. And if you are attending any of these conventions, make sure you be safe, have fun, and as always, follow the 11 rules of con. Yes. The 11 revised rules. Okay. Are we done? I think yep, that was and, the, and that was the end. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, Shannon. Yes. Yeah. Cannon. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Would you like to come back? Sure. And you're added to the blood contract. Awesome. Hey, well, right. take your sample. Um, the, there, there's all the fine print. You can see everyone else's. We actually we've already nice. taken her name. As soon as she she agreed, it immediately appeared. So oh, we're fine. Okay. All we really all we we steal we stole a sample of her blood earlier. We just slowly drip it on there and it finds her name. It's quite it's quite uh, innovative. And thank you so much for joining us. Check us out on iTunes and give us a five star review. Don't forget about our legacy archives on SoundCloud. We are on YouTube still for all our multimedia projects, including old podcast episodes and a few new ideas launching soon. Including Mama Samu's new thing! Mama Samu's new thing! Yay, there's a new thing. Yay. Hit us up on Twitter at Soccer Arrangers and our email, which is SoccerArrangersPodcast at gmail.com, or our Facebook page, which is Soccer Arrangers Podcast. It's going to be a great rest of the season, and we hope you will join us for that. And of course, we are doomed updating, updating every Monday-ish. Take care, everyone. 